Hey, comedy fans, welcome back to another edition of the Comedy at the Carlson Cast. My name is Vinny, I'm your host, and joining me today in studio, it's Rich Voss. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Three Heads Brewing, the makers of Rochester's most delicious beer. Remember, do good things, drink responsibly, and always be kind. Let's kick it over to the studio. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Carlson Cast. Today, my guest is one of comedy at the Carlson's favorite performers. Uh, he's a staple of the New York comedy scene. He's been performing for over 30 years. He is officially a grandfather since the last time we had him on the show. Uh, congratulations, RichVoss.com. Welcome back, Rich Voss. Ugh. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. I'm a little... My breathing, uh, I'll explain it quick. Uh, A month ago, I had an upper endoscopy. You know what that is? Um, Not 100% sure, no. It's where they put a camera in you to look at your organs. Okay. It's it's like, you know what a colonoscopy is. Sure, just the other way. Yeah. So an upper endoscopy is... And as I was under during the procedure... I gagged and threw up, and bile got into my lungs. So I had a slight pneumonia, and it takes forever to heal, so the breathing sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Are you going to make it? If I, if I die on this fucking podcast, and this is the last thing I do in my fucking life, yeah. uh, it's, I'm going to be in purgatory forever because I'm just going to not be able to handle... The fact, you know what I mean? It'll be like defending your life, the movie. Did you see it? I frankly couldn't imagine anything worse than my eyes being the last thing you see. Oh, Jesus Christ. I would rather, like, did you see Defending Your Life? No, I have not. You never saw that? It's such a good movie. I will watch it. Look it it up. It's Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. Oh, I remember that movie. Okay. Yeah, it was so fucking good. You know, and they they didn't know whether to pass him on. So He had to defend his life. For my own edification here, just in case, if something does happen. Nothing's going to happen. But if something does, well, can I have did. the kid running the board give you mouth to mouth? If he had, gives me a hand job at the same time. Gotcha. He's gotcha. Oh. Uh, whatever. Nothing's going to happen. The only thing that's going to happen is the fact that I'm on this might get you to 10 listeners. That'll be great. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. <laughs> Thank you. You know, the, your other partner that didn't say anything, it seems like he's still here. Yeah. <laughs> Except, you know what, though? That void is less infuriated. Um, he's having a baby. Good for him. Forty, for, Mid-40s having a baby. Well, my last kid, I was 50 when I had her. Were you really? Yeah, she's 14 and I'm 64. You're, you're only 64, Rich? You said only? Yes, I did. You thought I was older? A little bit. You know, you know what's funny? It's like uh, someone who's a complete mess in life tries to bring other people into their category. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I like got it. When me and my friend, when my friend and I play golf and he's playing shitty, mm-hmm. he, he'll go, oh, man, we need lessons. Or No, we don't. You do. Okay. And you, who I semi-like... Uh, everybody has to know their lane. Okay. I'm going to stay in my lane over here. I'm in a different lane than you. I'm in the fast lane. You are. You're pulled over on the shoulder. Waving for help. <laughs> yes. Yes. Trying to <laughs> get back yeah. into a lane. Right. Which is okay. You will. 
Yeah, I got a shot. I'm sure someone will help me. Yeah, you'll get back into it. Maybe not today. You're drinking tea? I am. Life is a highway, Rich. You're drinking tea? I am drinking tea. Ugh, what do you think? You're fucking in England? You stink. (laughs) It's not because I think I'm in England. Why don't you have a biscuit, too? (laughs) I may have already had them. How do you get energized for a show? How do I get energized? You don't eat biscuits and tea? What are you? I drink a nice cup of coffee like a man, and it's not fucking Starbucks. Dunkin' Donuts where real men go get coffee. I don't get coffee where I'm standing behind somebody with a skateboard and dreadlocks going to a fucking Bernie Sanders rally. I drink coffee with fucking work boots. And fucking hard hat guys. You 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 go get coffee where America runs. Yes. Yeah. That's where I get my coffee. Okay. Splinters and calluses. Delicious. What a commercial. That looks like a Wegman's cup. This is the hotel cup. Okay. So you didn't even go to Dunkin' Donuts. I bring my own coffee to the hotel. Okay. And you brew it in the room. And I yes. And I make it in a little coffee compressor. I see. I see. Because you're, listen, a real man. You've shown me something. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to man up. I'm going to stay in my lane. (laughs) And I'm going to learn from you about the thing that you are the best at in the world. Yes. Comedy. And I want to know, in your opinion, Rich. Yes. In your opinion, you've been doing this a while. Yes. What makes for a good comedy audience? A good comedy audience? Yeah. What do you like to see in an audience? How do you, when you look at a crowd... How do you size them up? Because you do a lot of crowd work. Not always, but I will. Yeah. Second show, I usually do. First show, I usually do material. So, I mean, I have six albums working on my seventh. Yep. And it's none of them are crowd work. There's crowd work in them. Sure. There's comics that have come after me and seen how brilliant I am and decided to make crowd work albums right. or CDs, which my wife said I should have done 10 years ago. I just never did it. It came too easy. But uh, this next nobody album. wants the low hanging fruit album. Yeah, the next CD I make album, whatever my seventh, uh-huh. I'll throw some a little more crowd work in it, maybe only because I don't have enough new material. Uh, <laughs> over the last two years, I think I wrote five minutes, uh, and usually, if I was working in clubs and there was no, I would have a new hour for a new album right. every two years. I usually put out an album. Sure. So a good audience. Uh, to me, I like a mixed crowd, right? You know, versus you know, just a mixture of people. Uh-huh. Uh, I like a little smarter, okay, but yet blue collar, right? You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, my people. Yeah, I the mean, blue collar people. I, you know, people. Because I'm going to go to start going to Dunkin' Donuts. I'm not even going to touch this tea anymore. Yeah, but you're going for donuts. I like because you like biscuits, so you're going to switch to donuts. Sure, certainly. Uh, just an audience that knows comedy. Sure. Now you know you get audiences, or you not not only knows comedy knows me. Right. Because you get people that just go to a show. Oh, let's go to a show. They have no clue who they're going to see. They might get offended or... I believe you You said one time, I heard you say, you don't go to a comedy... You don't go to a concert and sit front row. Yeah, and go hope, and, hope, and, hope it's jazz. Right. I, I stole that from Bonnie. But that's one of the bits we both use. It's hers, but it's mine too. I understand. I took it. That's how marriage but, works. But, well, but the thing is, yeah... 
I can't, you got to kind of... Look, you also want some people that don't know you to build up new fans. Obviously, yeah. You want to build up a new fan base. You know, I remember, I mean, it was years ago when I was on Last Comic, the audience that was coming was a reality show audience, because that's what it was. Right. So, you know, they see me on TV, I'm, you know, I'm still an ass, but I'm clean. Right. On stage, I'm just doing TV. Right. Then they come to the club and, oh, we didn't see that. You know what I mean? So they didn't do any further research. And some some handled, some didn't. You like an audience that knows you or an audience that loves comedy and is open to different types of comedy. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like... Personally, myself, I will. I love a Brian Regan, mm-hmm. but I also like a Stanhope or a Patrice. Completely different comics. Absolutely. You know, uh, and and I don't think, and you know, people like ah, that's hacky. That's no, it's original. You take somebody like a Carrot Top. Oh, he's a prop act, but he's the best prop act. Right. He's he's great at what he does. You can't argue with success. Yeah, Am not I right? only success, just originality or your voice or who you know, you know, uh, you know. Say I work with guitar acts, but there's guitar acts that are very original. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're doing their own. Look, I personally. Like comedy, truthful comedy, clever, truthful comedy. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. So would you say that the best crowd for you, ideally, is for people who know you and like you to bring a bunch of friends that have never heard of you before to come see you this weekend at Comedy at the Carlson? Yeah, that, that would be a good crowd because, yeah, people have come and go, oh, I brought this person and... They never saw you. Now that you know, uh, it you know building up a fan base now without you know, and I'm not a big YouTuber. I, would, I mean, we do our podcast, but it's all it's a whole different world now, too. You know that it is. You know, so you got to watch. I don't. You know. You still I, have the own a bump, though, don't you? Yeah, but that the so, G- some of those Sam bump. The but some of those bump. some of those fans are the best fans on the planet by a mile. Some of them are the best. Some of them are mutants, just like anything. Right. Some of Stern's fans are great. Some are, you know, some, any, you know, uh, the, I guess the thing with ONA, which was great when we were doing it, mm-hmm. it was great. Some of the most fun we ever had. Patrice, Bobby, Norton, Colin, all of us, and Opie, Anthony, sketches, bits, live shows, softball. I mean, great great fun stuff i think they were one of the last shows that really let stand-up comics like showcase their personalities but people still live in the past Mm -hmm. it's a new world and i listen i still live in the past and i hope i'm not talking in circles i still you know i the fans that come out from that are great because they know comedy Mm -hmm. when we did our tour creeps for kids we got a lot of radio fans everywhere from bennington to ona and they were great they were to come but you also have the trolls Mm -hmm. which any 
radio show. I mean, people will go online and and and, and find a reason why, you know, uh, Halle Berry's ugly. Can you believe it? People even do that to me. What? They even troll me. Yeah, it's just how empty is your life? But got to be so empty. Not you. No, theirs if yeah. you're trolling us. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just like, you know, you just want to. And by us, I mean you and your lane and me and my, my lane. My lane, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I guess that's the audience, you know. Just a comedy All clever right. audience. I'll Is take that, that answer. It seems a good, like, an, that's a pretty goddamn good answer. I'll take it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, would you like to be in the audience this weekend to see Rich Voss? How about tonight at 9 o'clock? If you'd like to win some tickets, I'm going to open up the text line right now. I'm watching it right here. Uh, the text number is 585-484-0265. Uh, send a good question for Rich Voss. We'll ask him. We're talking right now. Or if you're a hot girl with low self-esteem, you're automatically in. Good credit to the front of the line. <laughs> right up <laughs> there it front. Is. You know. <laughs> right up front. Okay. Uh, just, you know, someone might work out or look like they work out. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying. So last night's show, I heard that your wife called in. Yes. You plan that stuff? No. She calls. She doesn't, she doesn't know if I'm on stage. She has no clue about anything. Okay. My, I'll tell you a funny story. We can get back to that in a second. But my kid called one night. And I, so she hung up. And I called her back. And I started talking to her. My youngest. Mm -hmm. And she goes to my wife, Bonnie. Raina goes, Bonnie, daddy called me from stage. She goes, he's working with a brain surgeon ever call their kid during the middle of surgery and go did you clean the litter box <laughs> she goes what's wrong with him <laughs> <laughs> but I like talking to them on the phone from the stage Rich Voss would though but Bonnie's really funny when she calls in I heard she uh, I heard she got a couple of zingers in last night yeah she's really good she calls me and I always say you know I'm going to pick it up right uh, and she told me to be nice to the alcoholic lady in the front row that was completely interrupting the show and just the worst so what were you gonna ask about but no it's never planned i'm i'm just what curious I, what what am i fucking working in the cat skills <laughs> yeah i bring someone to send the audience okay remember at I'm four minutes hey, say, i'm just asking in case we need to change the poster to rich voss and guests yeah i'm just wondering yeah. hey hey buddy remember 607 say whatever okay with you, you know what I love about you? What I really love about your act is I feel like every set you do is a canvas that's blank when you get to the stage. I feel like you don't walk in very often just planning, I'm going to do this. You feel like you, you follow the crowd, don't you, Rich? I live in the moment. Yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm Rich Foss. I'm not an act. I don't. Do you see the difference? I do. I'm not up there going, I don't want to say any names. Uh, I can do an audible. Uh -huh. I go with the flow. I live in the moment, just like life. You got to live it. I mean, it's hard in life to live in the moment, but on stage, it is what it is. I didn't know that was a private party, company party, because if I did, I wouldn't even have turned my recorder on. Right. Because I knew it would be just a bunch, you know, yeah. and the fucking owner just sitting there all fucking just. Uh, you know, comedy at the Carlson is a great place to bring your holiday party. Have I mentioned no. that lately? Oh, it is. <laughs> I don't mind it. But I like to know it. Okay, I, like I hear you. 
I, I, because when you walk in, you, you're prepared for it, that, like mentally. You know, I shouldn't have realized it was a company party because there was only one black guy. So, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, it was the owner. He hired all white people what a good to guy. boss them around. I like that. <laughs> so go go clean the gutters, cracker. What? Uh, <laughs> Let me ask you this. What? You have this way of just being in the moment and just going with it. That gets you in trouble, like off stage, though, doesn't it? Sometimes you can't hurt this career anymore. That's a good point. That's <laughs> How a good does point. it get me in trouble off stage? What do you? I mean, a lot of clubs don't have me back. You know. We one, love having you here. One, yeah, I mean, I, I am what a one fucking club owner. One, I'll tell you a funny story. Lay it on me. Ugh, she's the worst. So I worked a club once, went well. They brought me back. Halloween weekend. She wasn't even there. Uh huh. So I'm doing, there was a guy in the audience in blackface. Of course I'm going to trash him and do crowd work. Was Ooh. it her? <laughs> no, that's hilarious. <laughs> so she stopped using me. She goes, told my agent that time, he does crowd work. Shut up. If I sold out the room, you wouldn't care if I lit the wait staff on fire. Right. You know, so don't say crazy. It's the numbers. It's always numbers. Right. It's what it comes down to with some places. So anyhow, she wouldn't use me. So I'm doing, I'm headlining a club, the Funny Bone in Syracuse. Good crowd. The middle act, an older guy, super funny. Uh-huh. He's from the... Uh, city where this club is Syracuse no no from the club that won't the, use the me. club that will not be named so I told him he goes oh I do a podcast with her right I'll talk to her he was my middle great joke writer he goes yeah I'll talk to her I'll get you back in with her okay so I email the lady I go hey listen uh, why don't we just move forward let bygones be bygones. We'll start over fresh. I'm a little more toned down if that's what bothered you. Let's see if we could work something new out, right? Uh -huh. And she never got back to me. So I waited a couple of weeks and I wrote to her. I go, by your lack of response, it looks like we're going to move forward. Here's some of my available dates, Right. I go, here's some of my... Richvoss.com. Here's some of my available dates. <laughs> right. And she still never got back to me. So another two weeks, I wrote to her. I go, hey, look, now that we have something in the books, can I bring my own middle act? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about another club owner. She never got back to me. Don't you think that's kind of funny? Wouldn't you write back and go, hey... Did you ever message the podcast guy? No... No, that would involve talking to him a middle. I understand. Well, no, he the guy was, a, he was very funny. He was a headliner in his own right, but sure. I think he quit comedy, just got back into it, or he was writing for TV. Uh, no, I I don't care that much that I have to. If she's not going to get back to me, sure. Another club owner. I if I I might be able to find a text. I don't know, but. I kept calling. He, he's giving me to run around. He goes, I don't think you're right for the club. Like, he was very, and I'm neutral politically, but he sure. was very left wing. So he used to think all the comics from Tough, Cra uh, Tough Crowd were like right wing. You know, I was. Hey, somebody who never watched Tough Crowd. Well, he probably didn't just label us all right wing, right. even though Geraldo was very left. Mm -hmm. Nick was right. 
and most of everybody else was neutral. You right. know what I mean? Anyhow, so he said, I don't think you're right for the room. And I said to him, I go, listen, I've been doing this a long time. There's no room I can't work. I promise you, there's no room I can't work. Then he says to me, he goes, well, we have used magic acts. Oh, no. <laughs> I go, what? So I hung, he goes, yeah, get back to me. I hung up. My wife goes, you let him say that to you and you didn't trash him? I go, what am I going to do? So... Magic acts. He compared me to my. He, oh, we have used magic acts, so I guess maybe you could be right. So anyhow, I to run around. He never got back to me. So like a year later or whatever, I was just sitting. I text him. I go, look. Uh, I'd like to work your room. I truly think you're an asshole. So the week you use me, can you not come into the club that weekend? So. <laughs> He writes back, I'm good. So I'll take, I write back, I'll take that as a maybe. <laughs> <laughs> then he writes something, and, and I go, okay. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So uh, you, need a, you need a middle for that, for yeah. that weekend, Fox? Yeah, but see these fucking, you know, look, there's like four good club owners. <laughs> Mark. Yeah. Corey in Rhode Island. Uh, I mean, I can't, you know, some in New York, uh, you know, whatever. There's a few, you know. Sure. And some are just, and just like comics, there's great comics, and some mm -hmm. are just plain assholes, you know, both sides. Club, yeah. club owners got to deal with complete fucking asshole comics. Absolutely. You know. What's the worst thing you think you ever did to a club owner? The worst thing I ever did? Yeah. Like... Did that you actually did, that you know that you did? Well, I was working... I mean, this was years ago. I don't know if this was the worst. I'll think of... I was working this place in Jersey, Catch a Rising Star in Princeton. Okay. So I'm near Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. And I get a call to host Woodstock 99. Okay. So I called him and said, listen, I, I called him on Wednesday. I go, look, I got to cancel this weekend. I'm doing hosting Woodstock. He goes, it's the day before. How could you cancel it? I go, well, I'll still do Thursday, you know. Sure. And he got mad. I go, it's, I'm hosting one of the biggest concerts in history. So I get there on the Thursday. I go, listen, before I go on, can you pay me for tonight? Because I don't think you're going to pay me. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. What a but, move. What a <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't usually cancel the day before sure. to host Woodstock. Yeah. You know, I mean. And the I, place was on fire by the time you got there. <laughs> and I canceled. Uh, so you were there at that Woodstock 99? Yeah, I hosted it. Just videos, just stuff on well, the stage. Well, wasn't Weez a host of that, too? He, he hosted uh, the East stage. I hosted the West. He hosted, His stage was the biggest. Mine was the second. Uh -huh. I got to talk. They were just, in, you know, they were animals. They asked me, you want to host the East stage one day? I'm, going, no, I'm not going there. They're throwing stuff at them. I, at Weez? At just whoever. They were throwing bottles and whatever. Okay. You know? 
I was up there. I got to do comedy at points, crowd work, and you know, whatever, fucking sure. around. Who'd you get to bring up? Like, who are some of the bands? Oh, shit. Because that's the fun stuff, you know? Yeah. Every I, now and again, you get to get out of a club and do something wild like that. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I brought up a lot. Some bands had their own voice of God bring them up, or. Sure. You know, I probably brought up Bruce Hornsby. I know what. Okay, in the and the range or just Bruce Hornsby. I don't remember. I think okay. I brought up Mickey Hart playing a drum. I brought okay. up you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of bringing up bands. So I don't remember. Although I do remember, in my dressing room, we had a big trailer, right? And five sevenths of the trailer was couches, done a trailer. Yeah. And that was for the bands. I had about this much space okay. with one lounge chair in it. Oh, that was mine. Just a nice. little place to go sit on a lounge chair. So I leave and I walk into my dressing room and I have a cigarette. And some guy's in there. He's going, can you put that out? I go, fuck you. This is my dressing room. I go, I'll put it out. And he storms out of there. And it was the lead singer to Buck Cherry. Right? <laughs> so, you know, I think he apologized to me later. I know I did buy, after they went on, because they were my favorite band yeah. there, I did buy their CD. So he did win in the long run. Sure. And I get now. And you had your cigarette. It's compromise. I get now why, you know, the smoke is going to bother his, you know, voice. Sure. And he didn't know that was my dressing room. But, you know, like I'm like some asshole, you know. I probably should have said, "Hey, sorry, this is my dressing room. Uh, get the fuck out." But right. I, you know, I was like, "What?" Lead so, a little softer. But I brought up a lot of bands, and you know, it 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 was gross though because you know people were dying of thirst, and you know, backstage we had everything and. After the show that night in a van, they would drive me. We were staying at Turning Stone Casino. Yeah. You know, and they're late sleeping in mud, you know. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not. I think I picked up one girl and I told her I'd let her take a shower for a hand job. Uh, How'd that go? She didn't get the shower. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one part. One, she wanted your dress. She was like, there's no shower in here. No, I told her I'd take her back to home. One cool part. I was on stage. There must have been about 50,000 people in the audience. At, right. At 40,000. Whatever. For Forever you could see people. And I go out to count of three. I want everybody to yell, hi, Jessica. Hi, Ellen. My daughters. Uh -huh. And I have it on tape. Like thousands of people yelling, hi, Jessica, hi, Ellen. And That's I pretty ta cool. I taped it. It was pretty cool. I still have it somewhere. Now, you're a But we weren't in, I wasn't in the documentary that just came out. There was a documentary on Woodstock 99 that just came out. And no one called you? Yeah, I wasn't in it. I don't even know if Weeds was in it. Interesting. Isn't that weird? I mean, I fucking hope. If you look it up online, you know, you could see me on stage one point with a wavy gravy. Some whatever. oh, they let him back in. Who the hell? What was he? He was from Woodstock. The yeah, original. wavy gravy. Yeah, he was the guy. Who was like, don't take the brown acid. Yeah, he's a real Ben and Jerry's guy. Yeah, he. Yeah, if I recall, he looks kind of like Ben Franklin, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't bring stuff up on here. No. 
You don't do that? You don't? I, I usually have a two-person booth. I only have one guy today. Oh. Sorry. Okay. No problem. I brought in the B team for you, Rich. What's that? This is the small stage. Yeah. So. so I got to ask, though. You well, uh, Hold on. I'm trying to. The worst thing I never. Fair I, enough. You canceled on a guy to go do Woodstock. Yeah, but I. And that's so, not even that bad. Yeah, I don't do. I don't do crazy things. What's the worst thing you've ever seen another comedian do to a club owner? Uh, and you rec- don't have to name names if you recommend don't recommend me. Yeah. Uh, no. I, That's why Florentine's not welcome back. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Well, first of all, I'm only working with middles and hosts because sure. I'm Hitler. But you know that you go to a club and they go, holy shit, last week so and so did yeah, this. Yeah, but they're not doing worse things. They're just prima donnas. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, maybe not tipping the white the wait staff. Sure. You know, or I, you know, it's only I think a handful of prima donnas, but I don't think they're doing doing. You know, I I've ha- I've heard you know uh, one guy saying I'm not going on to a packed room because of this reason or that reason or you know, but yeah, prima donna stuff. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah. All right. It's it's not you know. I have club owners, you know, who I play golf with that were supposed to be friends and they don't get back to you. And, you know, I want to email one. I'm going to text one guy in a couple months, you know, so much for friendship and loyalty. You know, Mark's loyal. I'm not doing, I'm not breaking fucking any numbers here, making it, you know, he probably rehires me because I was with him from the beginning. You know, one of the things. And I do the job, though. If you don't rehire, I was getting, yeah. Huh? Here's I was going to say that. If you don't rehire me, it's not because I'm not funny. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Ma- maybe it's because of numbers, or you think I'm an I'm an asshole, but I'm a joking. I do everything for the laugh. Yep. You know what I mean? It's for the laugh. Uh, also, too, I'm not one of these comics that go out with the club owner and the staff drinking and partying after sure. the show. And a lot of comics do that. And they become friends, you know, they'll go to a cigar bar or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do whatever. Uh, I don't do that shit. Yeah. I do my show and I fucking leave. You know, I'll go out to lunch or to, to eat maybe, but I'm not going to the bar and, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just not what I do. Sure. So club owners, oh, that guy's antisocial, he's no fun. You know, I get it. Some club owners hire comics, oh, he's fun to be with or she's fun to be with. Don't You know, so... And, you know, now you're competing with YouTube, you're competing with Instagram, you're competing with a lot of different shit. And I'm older. There's a lot of new guys coming up that will sell more tickets than me because of their social media. But 100% guarantee they're not as funny as me. They're not doing the job the way Rich Voss does the job. No, they don't. They'll do fine. They'll do fine. They'll do numbers. But people will leave my show knowing and remembering who they saw. It's a known fact. All right. I have a question from a listener for you. This is a very ridiculous one. This came in from Jake. He wants to know, who wins in a fight, your daughter or Bobby's son? My daughter. Well, there's an age difference. Yeah. And in a verbal fight, forget it. Sure. My... Your daughter is half you, half Bonnie McFarlane. That's we, that she kid's. Was at, she was leaving the stand one night with Bonnie, and she said to uh, T 
Tim Dillon, you know, good night, fatso. And my wife, <laughs> my wife in the car yells at her, goes, you cannot, one, that's something you can say. Right. You can't talk to people that way. These are my peers. I work with them. You, uh, you have to be more polite. You know, you have to be more polite. So the next night she was there and she was leaving and she said to Tim Dillon, it was great seeing you. It was a pleasure sitting with you. So long, fetzo. <laughs> <laughs> so right. she's a verbal, you know, we, since she was a kid, she's been going to comedy clubs. It's like putting her in a prison yard. Yeah. So. Uh, the teachers are going to have a hard time with her the older she gets, I think. I don't know. So next question that came in, the follow-up to that one was, who wins in a fight between you and Bobby Slayton? Well, Bobby's older. Sure. I'm a fan of Bobby's. We're not alike. People go, oh, you guys. No, we're different. Yep. Bobby called me one night and said, uh, I have two tickets to Book of Mormon. Do you want them? You and Bob, Bonnie can go to see Book of Mormon. I go, what the fuck? These, you couldn't get those tickets. Right. I go, why are you giving them away? He goes, well, I'm going to dinner with Woody Allen tomorrow. But I go, okay. So he gave me the ticket. But he went to dinner with Woody Allen. And I think Epstein was there. It was that whole crew. Holy shit. Uh, but uh, who was in a fight between me and Bobby? Neither one of us, because we both break our hips getting out of the chair to fight, you know. So the answer uh, to that, whoever texted that in, is uh, whoever's watching is yeah. the winner. Uh, yeah. But listen, you know, uh, we at times both do crowd work, but we're different. Yeah. You know, people used to compare me to Dice. I'm not at all like Dice. No. At all. I like Dice. I could sit and talk to Dice for hours. Uh, I, I mean, you're, not, I you're nothing like Dice. You're wearing a sweatshirt and uh, let's see the rigs. Hold up the rigs. You're nothing like Dice. No, <laughs> these are diamonds. Okay. <laughs> Why, does he wear rings? Doesn't he? I, I don't know. No, I don't think so. I thought Dice always wore rings. Am I crazy? Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. All right. So, uh, Raw, Rich Voss is going to be here for four more shows this weekend. You get your tickets now at carlsoncomedy.com. Rich, what is your f most, in your personal, when you think back and you reminisce about your career, what is your personal, personal most memorable moment on stage, good or bad? Just something that you will never, ever forget and that you can Oh. I was just new in comedy or maybe doing it for like two years, three years. And I was, you know... The white painter pants. Yeah. Uh, I think I was wearing them. I didn't have underwear. Interesting choice. I don't know. It was the summer. I wasn't wearing underwear. It was like almost an out. It was a, a club that was indoors, but out the back was opened. Okay. To, and A restaurant kind of that does comedy yeah, kind of yeah, deal? Yeah. It was like down the shore. Okay. You know, on the on the water and, you know. And I was going to wipe and I peed and I didn't realize. And I get on stage and someone you peed else, and you didn't realize. You no, know, I peed before the show. Okay. And I didn't realize that I had bright yellow pee stains on my white painter pants. And someone in the audience yelled, "Look, he's got pee stains." 
<laughs> it was, and then I'll tell you another great memorable all story. Right, all right. So I mean, I just bombed after that. Yeah. You know, because everybody's looking at me. It's pee pants. Yeah. This was the same. This is so true. Okay. This is the same type of place. It might have been the same place years later. It might have been, or maybe, okay. but it was on the beach. It was big. It was open. The whole you could see the ocean. Sure. You know, and I'm working with Keith Robinson, and during the show, the loudest, loudest lightning and thunderstorm. I mean, it was just blowing up. And throughout the show, I'm talking to this girl in the audience. I'm hitting on her. I was single years. Sure. I was single on her. I mean, I was single and I was hitting on her from sure. the stage and being funny. You know, hey, you're single, whatever. And so I, I mean, you were then, flirting with her. Yes, and then all of a sudden, another loud fucking explosion. It's coming off the ocean. Right. So then, towards the end of the show, I go, "If there is a God." And you want her to blow me, give me a sign. And right then, <laughs> lightning just blew up right then. <laughs> and like he's on stage, I'm getting blown in the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> comedy. Uh, you know, I had a wardrobe malfunction once. It was pretty ridiculous. On a stage yeah. in Florida, I ripped my pants. Oh. <laughs> For all the way down the back, like just absolutely uh, unnoticeable. The worst part was it made a noise. It's like it was a noise that was so loud it was undeniable. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wanted to blow anybody. Well, uh, I think uh, I mean I got tons of those stories. They're gross, but yeah, the pee stain one. I had one guy. I was trashing his fucking toupee. Okay. He was in the side of the room. I'm and he, all of a sudden I see a toupee come flying towards the stage. He threw it at me. <laughs> Well, you did him a favor. He gave up. He's just like, he's right. What the fuck? We could send a guy to the moon. Why can't we make something that doesn't look like a muskrat on your head? <laughs> and it came flying at me. It's a good question. Uh, I think the the lightning storm, that's pretty memorable. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, here's another one. All right. I'm at a club in Scranton. So, the guy in the front row, there's four, two couples, maybe in their late 30s. And the guy is like, has his, I don't know if he's not looking at me the whole time. Or his head's in his hands or whatever. Right. And, throughout, and then I said to him. I go, are you blind or something? Or, you know, he goes, no, you just stink. <laughs> and I said, well, I've been up here for 45 minutes. You just come to that conclusion? I go, if I'm at a movie and it stinks, I leave. I don't, at an hour, think it's going to get any better. <laughs> so he got up and he threw his fucking drink at me. He's, really? Yeah. That's a surprising reaction. Yeah, he just. So I had like a bottle of soap, like this, like a bottle of water. And yeah. I think I threw it at him. And then he comes charging the stage. So I kind of like just front kicked him to push him away. Right. 
the guy's a fucking monster. Uh-huh. Didn't get he's up. a big dude. Yeah, he's coming at me again, and I do the same thing. They clear out the room, and as I'm leaving the the club, he's in a cop car, and his wife is yelling, "You did it again!" <laughs> <laughs> so you tell me you kicked a cop in the chest? No, no. Oh no, he was being taken away. Yeah, okay. she goes, "You did it again." He got arrested. You know, everywhere he goes, he probably gets arrested oh. for stuff. <laughs> you did it. How is the well? Yeah, I guess I know why the lightning story is more memorable. Yeah, because you got to skip Keith's set. Yeah, I mean, you just get, you know, people. Alcohol should not be served <laughs> at comedy clubs. <laughs> I think I know a lot of people who disagree. Yeah, club owners. Correct. I was working a club, and this fucking guy wouldn't shut the fuck up. And I kept smashing him. He wouldn't shut up. And I kept. And after the show, the club owner goes, "Why do you keep engaging him?" I go, "Why do you keep serving him?" Mm. I shut the club owner up. It's great. Wow. You know why do you keep fucking serving? You saw the guy was out of control. Why didn't you send somebody up to shut him up? I'm not a fucking cop. Yeah. You know, but it doesn't happen that much. It really doesn't. It I think doesn't. most people that go to shows are there to have a good time, and yeah. I hope that. Uh, you're watching this, that you want to come and have a good time with Rich this weekend. You, We guarantee you, you will laugh. Come yeah. see Rich Voss. Yeah, I mean, last night, I go, look, you people are here to forget your problems, have a good time. I'm up here because I didn't get enough hugs as kid, as a kid. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to use you people as, as my parents. Uh, so let's just suck, suck the life out of each other and get through this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, get your ticket to see Rich Voss right now at carlsoncomedy.com. And uh, all of his albums, including his latest album, When I Saw Hamilton, is available wherever you listen to comedy. And most importantly, visit richvoss.com for more information. Get your tickets, Rich. Thank you for coming and hanging out with me today, man. That's it? Yeah, I'm throwing you out. We'll be back after the holiday with Dave <laughs> Keckner. See you then, everybody. With who? Oh, you. With the jokes. Thank you. Good night. Thank you for being awesome and watching another episode of the Carlson Cast. Don't forget, we're streaming live on Facebook and YouTube every Friday morning. You could also follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at CarlsonCast. You can listen anytime on iTunes, Google Play, and we're now available on Spotify. You should also check out an amazing app called Laughable. And on the Laughable app, you can connect to your favorite comedians in a way you never thought you could before. Download it in the App Store and visit carlsoncast.com for information on more shows. And don't be a jerk. Rate and review.